This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 92. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome, as I always say, whether you've been listening uh, for a long time now or if this is the first time ever listening, thanks for being here, hanging out with me. I've got my coffee here ready to go. I'm ready to dive in to another episode here. And this is episode 92 of the LGS podcast, which today we are going to be talking about an important harmonic concept, harmonic tool in jazz music called the tritone substitution. Tritone substitution. Uh, this is a really cool concept. And so the goal for today's episode, this is going to be a, a lesson, a teaching episode. Uh, and the, the, the goal for today is to not only define what is tritone substitution, in case you don't know what that is already, but to dive into how we can use this tool to create more harmonic, more harmonic movement in our solos and to create different colors in our jazz improvisation. So really excited to dive into that today. Now you can find today's show notes over at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 92. And that might be helpful for you because I'm going to be giving some lick examples over top of these things. So if you want, uh, you know, I always encourage people to learn things by ear. So, you know, if you're in the gym right now, you're, you're running or you're in the car and you want to go sit down with this later, uh, you can either just, you know, go listen to this and slow it down and listen to the licks that I'm showing you, or you can go to the show notes and uh, take a look at that notation uh, there. Keep in mind, everything is going to be in, in concert C today. Uh, so you'll have to transpose if you're, uh, you know, a, a saxophone player, a trumpet player, or whatever instrument you are uh, that is other than a C instrument, which is, you know, piano and guitar and instruments like that. Okay, enough banter. Let's jump into today's episode. This is all about tritone substitution. And just really quickly before we start, uh, you know, you can find a lot of this material that we are talking about today also in our ebook called Zero to Improv. So if you haven't checked that out yet, uh, go check that out. It's an ebook that helps you become a better jazz improviser from the ground up. And it's really a theory based book, really kind of covers a lot of that stuff, including tritone substitution, among many other things. So you can find that at zero to improv.com. Okay, so now getting started with tritone substitution. Let's start from the very beginning because we have a wide range of listeners all coming from different backgrounds today. So if you have no clue what tritone substitution is, we're going to cover you right now. So when we talk about tritone substitution, uh, the first thing we have to ask is what is a tritone? Okay, what is a tritone? So here's a definition for you. A tritone is an interval of three whole tones, okay, hence the tri, between two notes. 
Okay, it's an interval of three whole tones between two notes. You can also think of it as a sharp four or a flat five from a root note. So an example of that would be a C to a G flat, right? A C to a G flat. If you can, uh, if you can pull your instrument right now and, and find that, you'd, you'd see that that is a sharp four or a flat five, or what we call a tritone or three whole tones away from the root note. Okay. So so okay. So let me sing a tritone for you. Do ta, do ta. Okay, kind of has this. Uh, it's you know, it's a very. Uh, it's, I don't know. Wanna, I don't want to call it an abrasive sound, but it has a tension sound to it, right? Uh, here's that was ascending. Here's a tritone descending. Do 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 do. Okay, that's a tritone. Um, and, and really quickly, let's play this on a piano just so you can hear that a little clearer without my my messy human voice in there. Okay, so that is a tritone interval ascending and descending. And, you know, back in episode, what was it, episode 78, we we talked about intervals during our ear training month uh, that we had and, and how important that is. And that is a fundamental of ear training. And that's why we even have a whole course on that, how to play what you hear. It's a it's a ear training course, howtoplaywhatyouhear.com. And it's really important stuff uh, because it really does play a role in a lot of musical things. So it's a fundamental, it's something really good to have control of. So it's it's in it's going to be good for you if you can recognize tritones just automatically by ear. And of course, if you can sing them even better. Okay, so the next thing is is to ask, well, we know what a tritone is by definition, by sound, but what is a tritone substitution? Okay, here's another definition for you. Tritone substitution occurs whenever a chord is being substituted or replaced by another chord with a root a tritone interval away. Okay, so here's an example. If you have a G7 chord and it's being replaced by a D flat 7 chord, that is a tritone substitution. So imagine a second, the root is G. What is a tritone away? Remember, we talked about how you can think of that as a flat 5 or a sharp 4 or three whole tones. It would be D flat, so G7 to D flat. So let me just play on my guitar really quick what that's going to sound like. Here's a G7. Here's a D flat 7. Okay, G7. Now for the fun of me play a D flat 9. Okay, so we're we're placing a, a dominant 7th chord with another dominant 7th chord. Now that's a kind of important fact because most often in jazz, uh, when we're talking about tritone substitution, it's a dominant seventh chord that is substituting the chord in question. So this doesn't mean that you can't substitute other chord qualities, but a dominant seven is most often the chord being used to replace. Okay, so now let's start talking about some uh, different kinds of tritone substitutions. This is where we can really start putting this stuff into practice and and seeing how it works, okay? So the first one, and I would say the most common tritone substitution, so really pay attention here, is is where when it occurs in a 2-5-1 chord progression, okay? A 2-5-1 chord progression. Now, we talk a lot about 2-5-1 chord progressions. This is the most popular chord progression in jazz and oftentimes even in popular music. And so in the, in the case of, uh, if we're talking about in concert C, a concert C with a 2-5-1 and a concert C, it's D minor 7, G7, C major 7. 
Now, if we want to do a tritone substitution of within this two five one chord, we're going to be subbing out the five, and so this is why we call this tri- tritone substitution tritone sub of five. Okay, tritone sub of five. So in other words, we are substituting the five chord, the five chord, which would be G seven, D minor seven is the two chord. G7 is the five chord, C major seven is the one chord, the parent tonal center. So, like we just discussed actually, what what is a tritone interval away from G7? Let me give you a chance to think about it really quick. It would be D flat seven, right? That was the last example that we gave. D, G7 to D flat seven is a tritone away. The interesting thing about tritones too is what is a tritone away from a D flat seven? I mean, you can think of a, even ascending, right? It's G seven, right? It's uh, it's very symmetrical. So th- that's that interesting relationship going on there. And when when we do that, we start we start finding that they share a lot of the same chord tones. Okay, now first before we talk a little bit about that and the notes that they share, listen to what this tritone sub of five and a two five one sounds like. So if you're listening to the bass notes there, it went D, D flat, C, okay? So D, D flat, C, okay? Right? So it's a chromatic movement going on there. So now let's talk about really quick, you know, what notes do the G7 and the D flat 7 share? Why can we substitute them from each other? Well, the first place that we want to start, the most important place that we can start is by talking about the guide tones. Now we've talked about guide tones on this podcast before, but really quickly, what are guide tones? Guide tones are really the important notes in the chord that define the chord quality, okay? And in the case of seventh chords, that would be the third and that would be the seventh of each chord. So let's take a D minor seven, for example. Okay, what is the third? The third is F. What is the seventh? Is C, okay? So the third and the seventh of D minor seven is F and C. Okay. Now, if we go to the G7, as if we're doing a 2-5-1, what are the 3rd and the 7th now? It's B, and it's what? F. That's the 7th. So, B is the 3rd, F is the 7th. Okay, now C major 7, what is the 3rd and the 7th? You have E is the 3rd, and... What's the seventh? It's B natural, okay? That's the third and the seventh, the guide tones per se, in a two, five, one chord progression. So it's, if we're gonna, let's do some voice leading, adding them together. So D minor seven, G seven, C major seven, okay? Those are the guide tones. Okay, now let's quickly zoom in to a G seven and substituting it for a D flat seven. So again, like we said for the G seven, it's B and it's F is the third and the seventh. Well, let's take a look at the D flat seven chord. 
okay? What is the third and the seventh of a D-flat seven, okay? So put on your thinking cap here. Third of a D-flat seven is F. And the seventh, the flat seven, right? Because it's a dominant seventh chord, is what? It's a B. So essentially, they're switched on you. So the the third of a D-flat seven is the same as the seventh of a G7, right? They're both F. And the seventh of a D-flat seven is the same as the third as a G7. So automatically right there, if we were to, you know, if we were to do those guide tones again for a two, five, one, but with the tritone substitution, so D minor seven, D flat seven, C major seven, the guide tones are still going to sound like this. They're the exact same. Doesn't matter if we're playing a D minor seven, G seven, C major seven, or if we're playing a D minor seven, D flat seven, C major seven. Okay. So what makes it sound so tense though? What makes this D flat seven sound so tense? Well, let's start looking at that really quickly. Let's go note for note in here. Now for our sake, for demonstration purposes, I'm actually going to be playing a D flat nine. So we're going to add that ninth extension in there. That's really going to demonstrate all the different notes that we can play. And oftentimes jazz musicians will add this extension in there. So let's start first the D flat. That's the root note of the tritone sub, right? What is that to the G7? Well, as we already talked about, that's the same as the sharp four or the flat five, however you want to think about it. So essentially, that is the sharp 11 of a G7. A D flat is the sharp 11 of a G7. So here's what a G7 sharp 11 sounds like on a guitar. Okay. So we have that note in there. So we already got an altered extension in there. That's part of the reason we're hearing a lot of uh, tense sounds going on. Now, what is the fifth of a D flat seven? Okay, the fifth of the D flat seven is A flat. Now, what is an A flat to a G seven? Okay, think about that really quick. It's an A flat is only a half step up from a G seven. What is that? It's a flat nine. Okay, so another tension sounding note that needs resolution. Okay. So we have that sound going on. So far we got a sharp 11 and a flat nine in there. Now let's talk about the third. We already talked about that. Oh, actually I actually skipped over the third, but that's because we already talked about that, right? The third is, uh, is an F, which is the same as the seventh in a G. So there's no tension in there at all. So we talked about the fifth. That's the flat nine. Uh, we talked, uh, okay, the seventh, we talked about that as well. That's the B natural, right? Which is the same as the third in the G7. So those those work together. Let's talk about the ninth though, because we're adding the ninth in there. What is the ninth of a D flat nine? <laughs> okay, well, it's going to be E flat. Okay, E flat. Now, what is an E flat to a G? Okay, what is it? An E flat to a G is the same as the flat 13th, or you could also call it the sharp five, right? So in other words, if we are playing a D flat nine instead of a G seven, but we're relating it to the G seven, we've got a sharp 11 in there, a flat nine and a flat 13. So in other words, we've got an altered chord. So you could also just think of this as going from a D minor seven to a G altered chord, right? So D minor seven, G altered, 
G7 altered, C major 7, or you want to think of a tritone sub, D minor 7, I'm playing D minor 9, okay, D flat 7, D flat 9, C major 7. They're, they're essentially almost the same thing. They're very related to each other, okay? Does that make sense? Okay, so that, that, that was a long roundabout way of explaining that. I know that that was probably a little bit brainy, a little bit lengthy there, but it's important that you understand why tritone substitution works and what effect it brings. So really quickly, here's a little lick. I'm going to give lick demonstrations for this. It's something so you can take home with you and, and practice some of this stuff, just so you can kind of hear in, in, in a real situation what improvising over this would sound like. So here's a little lick over top of uh, a tritone sub of five over a two, five, one chord progression. All right, so again, you go to the show notes, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 92 if you want to take a look at that notation. Okay, so now let's look at another kind of tritone substitution, okay? And I call this one the tritone sub of six, okay? Tritone sub of six. Now, in a diatonic sense, in a strict diatonic sense, the sixth chord is a minor seventh chord, if we're talking about seventh chords here. Okay, so uh, in the case of a one, six, two, five chord progression, it would be C major seven, this is the key of concert C. It would be A minor seven, that's the sixth chord, D minor seven is the two, and G seven is the five. But oftentimes, jazz musicians like to turn that sixth chord, that uh, the A minor seventh into a dominant seventh chord. So it'd be an A7, C major seven, A7, D minor seven, G7. It creates a little more tension, a little bit more harmonic movement there. So we're going to be talking about that sixth chord, so the A7 chord, and we're going to be doing a tritone substitution of that. So what is a tritone, a tritone interval away from A? Think about it really quick. Tritone away from A, that is an E flat, okay? It's an E flat. So now the chord progression reads C major seven, E flat seven, D minor seven, G seven. Now, when you listen to this, uh, if you're familiar with the song A Foggy Day by George Gershwin, you're going to hear it immediately. It's like the first four chords of A Foggy Day. So really, the first four chords of Foggy Day is uh, a tritone sub of six within a one, six, two, five chord progression. So here's what this sounds like. So C major 7, E flat 7, D minor 7, G7, right? Okay, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, it creates a lot of cool, interesting movement, right? And that tension instead of that 6 chord, that dominant 6 chord, into the 2 chord. So again, it's all about chromatic movement. It's, it's this flowing chromatic movement that's going on. 
So let's let's actually try combining the two tritone substitutions we know so far. So we're going to do the one we just learned, so the tritone sub of 6, but we're also going to do the tritone sub of 5 in this same chord progression, right? Because it's 1, 6, so we can sub the 6, 2, 5, we can sub the 5, 1. Okay, so it's going to sound like this. It's going to sound like C major 7, E flat 7, D minor 7, D flat, C major. So, okay, didn't that add a lot of color into that chord progression? So, the lick I want to show you, the little musical line I want to show you, is over top of that chord progression. So, let's take a listen to uh, this one. Now, again, just want to stress that regardless of what chord we're substituting here, it's the same relationship, right? As long as the dominant seventh chord substituting another dominant seventh chord a tritone away, it's that same thing we talked about with the relationship between G7 and D flat 7. They're sharing those guide tones, but they're also incorporating all these altered tones in there so that it sounds as if the original dominant seventh chord is altered, okay? All right, now let's move on. I want to talk about one more other kind of tritone substitution, okay? One other kind, and this one is the tritone sub of two, okay? Tritone sub of two. So we're moving back to a two, five, one chord progression, but this time we're gonna be talking about a minor two, five, one chord progression because this is the situation that this most commonly happens in. So a minor two, five, one, okay? Uh, do you understand the diatonic series of seventh chords as it, as it pertains to harmonizing minor scales with seventh chords? Then you'll know that the two chord is a minor seven flat five chord. So again, if we're doing concert C minor, it would be D minor seven flat five. And then G seven, but it's usually altered for the five chord. Flat, flat nine, whatever you want. And then the one chord is, is minor, so C minor seven. Okay, so if we're gonna be doing a tritone sub of that D minor seven, what is that going to be? What is a tritone sub away from D? Okay, it's A flat, A flat. And so you'll, you'll hear this right away. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go A flat 7, G7, C minor 7, okay? Okay, heard that before? It's that total bluesy sound in there, tritone sub of two. Now, this one's a little unconventional, though, because the guide tones aren't exactly the same. So the guide tone that is the same is the seventh of D minor seven, okay, which would be C, is the third of A flat seven. But, okay, the seventh of, uh, the seventh of D, or sorry, the third of D, sorry about that, third of D is F. Okay, but the what is F as uh, in relation to the A flat seven? That's the thirteenth. Okay, so that's why oftentimes 
you'll hear an A flat 13. That's the 13th up top there. To that five. Okay, because it has that relationship with each other. So it's a little bit different of a tritone substitution, but certainly worth mentioning there. And it gives that really bluesy sound. So that's a way you can sub uh, a dominant seventh chord, even for a minor seven flat five chord, right? Again, unconventional in the sense that we're not subbing a dominant for a dominant this time. It's a minor seven flat five, but it's still, the, the concept still applies, okay? The concept is still there. So I wanted to share this kind of a tritone substitution with you as well. So really quickly, just a cool little bluesy lick to go over top of this. Check it out. So simple, so easy, but it just outlines that tritone sub so well. I love that lick. It's just, I mean, it's great. So, um, okay, the big question. We just talked about tritone subs. We talked about three different kinds, two that are conventional using subbing dominant chords for each other, the tritone sub of five, the tritone sub of six, and then one not so conventional, uh, the tritone sub of two, subbing uh, dominant for uh, a minor seven flat flat five chord, a half diminished. But you may be asking, so what? You know, like when can I actually use this? When can I actually think about this in my improvisation? Or if you're a rhythm section instrument, like uh, a bass player, guitar player, piano player, you might be thinking, well, where? When can I impose this? Well, certainly, if you are a rhythm section player, you can impose this when you're taking your own solo and accompanying yourself for sure, and you can outline these yourself. But you may be wondering, well, what if I'm a piano player and the bass player is not playing the tritone substitution? Doesn't matter, right? Because it's still going to sound like you're just adding tension to the chord that you're substituting for, right? That G7 is compared to a D flat seven, all the notes the guide tones are the same. It's just that uh, tension in there. And and if even if you're doing a tritone sub of two, it's just going to sound like you're adding tension into the process there. You can inter- impose that on top of things. Now, if you're a horn player and you're like, well, yeah, but what if the what if I'm playing these uh, tritone substitutions in my improvisation, but the bass player, piano player, guitar player isn't following along? That's okay. It's still going to sound like you're adding tension. The important thing with tritone substitution is that you need to re- Resolve that tension, that tritone, to the the resolution chord. In the two five one, that's going to be the one chord, right? In any line, you can go as far outside as you want, as long as you resolve it and you play that line with confidence. That's really the truth. You know, sometimes I get that question: How do I play outside? Well, just play outside confidently and resolve it. That's really the answer. It's 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 a really simple answer. So no matter what instrument you play, you can impose this stuff. Even if you're a bass player, if you want to do that tritone substitution and maybe the piano player isn't doing it or maybe the the soloist isn't doing it, that's okay. It's still going to sound like it has purpose, especially because this is moving in a chromatic uh, situation, right? It's moving chromatically with, with these tritone substitutions. So don't be afraid to use this. Don't be afraid to try this. What I would suggest for practicing this stuff is practice these three different kinds of tritone substitutions. Try improvising over them a little bit. The next time you're playing, whether it's a jam session or a gig, or whatever it may be, you know, try to throw some of these things in, you know, into your playing, into your improvisation. It can really add some color, really add some harmonic movement. (laughs) 
All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, find some of these musical examples over at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 92. Now, again, like I said earlier, that all this stuff uh, you can also find in our ebook Zero to Improv. You can find that at zero to improv.com. We have hundred, actually, we have over a thousand people who have bought this to date, uh, and we released it th- uh, this year, actually. So join everybody else and check out this ebook. And as I always ask uh, to give back to this podcast for completely free, just simply go to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. That just helps other people find this episode, really supports us and what we're doing here at LearnJazzStandards.com and the LGS podcast. All right, now next week we have a really cool guest coming on the show. He's a saxophonist composer. His name is Chad Lefkowitz-Brown. He's an insane musician, and I first heard him when I first moved to New York City playing at a jam session in Harlem, and I was absolutely blown away. He's gone on to do amazing things in his career, and he's a great educator, so please stay tuned for next week. I'll see you back then on episode 93. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.